Blog Talk Radio. Peace to the God. You already know, man. Bohemian wizardry, you fraud them thieves be killing me. The enemy is close, you both lies on our identity. I build like he who steps, architect like him who steps. Son had to son himself to guard deadly with the art. I fit dark with a slit heart. You can feel it in your bone marrow before the shit starts. Standing in the cold with a scroll that was written in gold. Behold the old glimpse that was never untold. Infinite like the eight seven dwelling in your melon. No felon, though the unrighteous say that I'm rebellious. I'm primal, my rhyme suicide. I worship no idols. My Style of all the gems going down in a spiral You stuck in your roof My intelligence passed my cool The God is the truth Every time I step in the booth You step on the stoop Got scooped and swooped in my loop Do the knowledge Whack them seeds Get slayed like flu In which the son of the saw A gift from the gods Who rules flying through the sky With golden wings Submerged into the light Not everybody go to king With the scepter of justice Melanin cultivated shit Until we all are very And finally becoming one With the righteous sun So long Souls are raw Magnificent glow with unconditional love Scattered rays for days from the heavens above So below the souls Trapped in the lowest depths of hell Incarnated into 76 trillion cells To break free, we must be refined Masculine and feminine properties combined The devil is the author of confusion 183,000 religions and religions Denominations that supposed to give us the ism Though isn't it written in the Bible that you spoke in parables The scriptures and gospel law are just historical Many passages weren't meant to be taken literal Most of it is allegorical based on Esoteric principles, Baptist versus Methodist, Pentecostal holiness versus Jehovah's Witness, Mormons versus Seven Day Advances, Skeptics, Atheists, and Agnostics, Divine and Cosmic Tactics of the Reptilians, Lower Course Dimensional Aliens. So beware of the Draconian Satanists, though they aim to imprison all true beings through ignorance, though we crush the head of Leviathan. Battle mind control, civilian suggestion, brainwashing, indoctrination, using religious politics, education, economics, health, and labor, entertainment, and war, no sex and war. In this chessboard game, whole life we've all been pawns. Puppets on strings controlled by demonic spawns. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. You can't run with the devil and walk with God. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air, no doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio, every Wednesday, 8 p.m., we got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this the hottest day of the week. Proceeding at levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. 
How you doing tonight? Doing great, brother. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. All right, we're going to get started. And of course, this particular broadcast is called African Americans or the Indigenous People of the Americas. All right? Um, brother Al, I know you got something to say about that already. Oh yeah, you know, having the time, having a hard time trying to tell me not African Americans or Afro Americans, uh, people of color and black, and so on and so on. You know, uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about that because uh, you cannot be two continents. You know, you cannot be two continents, and the Afro was a hairstyle, and you know, people of color, well, there's no such people as people of, uh, you might as well say people. Adjective people and people are adjective. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to expand on anything in which that you just stated? In order to give well, the, something in order to um, even think further about? Uh, yes. Uh, they're trying to make like African American, like some people will say, retroactive or. Uh, try to make like that's an actual uh, nationality, which it is not. You know, America is a continent, a whole continent. The North, Central, South America, and the adjoining islands called the Americana. And, you know, we have different nationalities in America with different languages. Like we have different nationalities in the African continent with different languages. So, and tribes. Tribes here also, you know. So that those, those two cannot be a nationality. 
you know. Um, right, right. Right. You know, uh, uh, even in Africa, uh, which has 54 countries, and each country has 100 different languages, tribal languages. And you go over there and try to tell them that you're from, you're an African or a Pan-Africanist, then you're saying that they're going to ask you, well, where in Africa are you from? You know, where? Are you from Ghana? Are you from Namibia? Are you from Botswana? Uh, uh, Soweto? Where, where are you from? You know, and then you better be careful. Uh, because when they ask you about uh, what tribal nation you're part of, then you, they might be reaching back for AK-47 or a machete or anything at their disposal. And chop your or shoot you down or chop your head off if you, if you say the wrong side because they have tribal wars over there. Mm. So, yeah, so you know, then you got people like Cyrus um, City and, and Young Pharaoh, and you got a lot of people listening to these clowns, you know. And this, this, I don't care about them too, but it's just the people that are listening to them who I care about. Not to be right. careful, not to be led down, you know, down astray. You know, so. Okay. Well, we're going to try to clear up as much of the information that we possibly can tonight, you know, in our little bit of time, you know. Uh, so that's what we're going to try to do, Brother L. All right. All right. So, um, I guess we're going to start with the landmass of the ancient world. We're talking about over 200 to 250 million years ago when all the landmasses were together. There was only one continent. So there was no such thing as, as Europe, North America, South America, Africa, Antarctic, India. None of these, or, or even Australia, you know, there was none of these existed at this time period 200 million years ago. All right, through 250 million years ago. This is what is called the continental drift when the titanic plates of the planet um, land masses begin to shift and begin to break apart. Some say it was because of volcanic activity, um, you know, or whatever the case is. We know that it broke apart. All right, and now allegedly we have seven continents. The continents or those that ends, that begins with A, and that ends with A. So you have the Americas, North, Central, South America, the Americana, which are Caribbeans or Caribbean islands. You have Africa, which begins with the A, ends with the A. You have um, the Antarctica, that begins with the A, ends with the A. You have Asia, that begins with the A, ends with the A. Europe is not a continent. Okay, Europe is Asia Minor, which is part of Asia Major. Okay, so let's get that out the way. Now, Asia itself means body or land. Okay, when you look up the word Asia, that's what it means. Now, when you go to Hebrew, right, because you go to Hebrew, you find something very interesting. In Hebrew, the lowest world is called Asia, A-S-S-I-A-H, Asia. And Asia means the world or the realm of the making, all right? So we all are here 
or Asians or Asiatics, all right, you have us who are the Asiatics, you have the Caucasians or Caucasus Asians, and you have the Oriental Asians, all right? So we are all Asian because we are all here in the realm or the world of the making to make things. This is why 29 compartments are dedicated to your hands alone, all right? Now, in the Holy Quran 7, the 47th chapter, Egypt, the capital empire of the dominion of Africa, okay, it breaks it down. The inhabitants of Africa are the descendants of the ancient Canaanites from the land of Canaan. Old man Cush and his family are the first inhabitants of Africa who came from the land of Canaan. His father Ham and his father and his family were second. Then came the word Ethiopia, which means the demarcation line of the dominion of Amexum, and the first true and divine name of Africa. Okay? The dividing of the land between the father and his and the son. All right, so the demarcation line of a maxim, right? You know that at one time the capital of Ethiopia was Axum, all right? So this is what they're talking about right here at this particular time period. And then the domain of Kush, northeast and southeast Africa, and northwest and southwest was his family dominion of Africa. In later years, many of their brethren from Asia and the Holy Land joined them. The Moabites from the land of Moab was received, who received permission from the pharaoh of Egypt to settle and inhabit northwest Africa. They were the founders and are the first possessors of the present Moroccan Empire, which um, with their Canaanite, Hittites, and Amorite brethren who sojourned from the land of Canaan seeking new homes. All right? Their dominion and inhabitation extended from northeast and southwest Africa across Great Atlantis onto, even onto the present North, South, and Central America and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands. So what is this Atlantis? The Atlantis landmass is, is what we refer to as specifically the East Coast, northern and southern all right, portion of what we now refer to as the United States, as we refer to it as the North Gate or North of Maxim, right? Now, the Atlantic Islands or the Caribbean Islands, okay? And it says before the great earthquake, right? So volcanic, act, volcanic activity earthquakes is what is said to have caused the break now, you have to imagine how severe that earthquake was to cause the, the seven um, continents that we now refer to, um, you know, now that we have, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. The river now was drudged and made by the ancient pharaohs of Egypt in order to trade with the surrounding kingdoms. Also, the Niger River was drudged by the great pharaoh of Egypt in those days for trade. And it extended eastward, all right, from the River Nile westward across the Great Atlantic. It was used for trade and transportation. So that means that what this is telling you that there was trade between 
So America's in Africa all the time. According to all true and divine records of the human race, there is no Negro, black, colored race attached to the human family because all the inhabitants of Africa were and are of the human race, descendants of the ancient Canaanite nation from the holy land of Canaan. As you notice, it says, cause all the inhabitants of Africa were and are of the human race. So notice that Prophet Noble Ali in the Holy Quran Circle 7 did not say that we were not African. Okay? Now, Brother L, do me a favor. You know what I'm saying? When it comes time, recite for me that, 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 um, that glorified hymn or song from the Marines. Okay, we're not there yet, but just just hold on a second. Now, Dr. Collins said it, all right, at the gathering of the masses. He said, we have people now that want to fight us, attack us. You mean you become so sick and degenerated until you will call yourself an Asiatic instead of an African? Well, I use African for communication. You know, we're so stuck on them. Until we just can't stick, you know, get, we got stuck on stupid. We're not talking about a continent. We're talking about when the landmass or what is called planet Earth was different. What is that different that he's talking about? The difference that he's talking about is when all the landmasses were, were together. He said, you just want to claim a spot for the whole thing. Africa is not our home. Let me let that hang in the atmosphere for a while. I say at this gathering of the masses, Africa is not our home. Africa, as it is called today, is our throne. And from our throne, we ruled our home, which is the 196,940,000 square miles of the planet Earth and the 76 quintillion miles throughout the sphere of light of the diameter of the universe. Now, this is what Dr. Collins said. Now, many keep missing that point. And this is the same lecture where he said that I'm a more, and I got sense to know I'm a more. Okay? So understand what is going on. Now, we did say specifically that chapter 47 in the Holy Quran, chapter 7 said Egypt, the capital empire of the dominion of Africa. So when we come down and you read in um, ancient mysticism of masonry, Freemasonry um, by Charles Bell, um, he said this, he said, we are not indebted to either ancient Egypt for either religion or masonry, but to America. It is in fact that at Memphis, Egypt, in the pyramids under the guidance of the kings, the mystic rites of masonry, right? That's what's called mystic rites of masonry um, by Charles Bell. Um, it's something similar to that. Um, we worked many thousands of years ago, but at that time, Egypt and the continent of America were one and the same. All right? So when you go up here, and see, they're talking about over 200 million years ago. But of course, we're stuck on the 6,000-year-old biblical story. So we're thinking, oh, that's too far back. The pyramids were just built 4,000 years ago. Adam and Eve just came 6,000 years ago because of a man by the name of James Usher stated that it was 4,004 BC, you know, which would have been 6,000 some odd years ago, 
that Adam and Eve were just created on the planet Earth, and all of us are descended from this mythological, allegorical Adam and Eve. So you are stuck on stupid. This is what Dr. Collier was talking about. All right, because this is where our time frame or time reference begin at as scholars and so-called historians. Well, I'm going to take you further back than that shit tonight. All right, so let's just get into it. All right, so in America, now this is what he says. In America, rediscovered in the 15th century and repopulated in the 17th century was recovered Egyptian or Egypt. All right, recovered Egypt and the promised land or the land of the constellation of the eagle. All right. Now, what what is what does what what is he meaning by what does he mean by that? Well, you get the Arizona Gazette Friday evening, March 12, 1909 edition, and you get um the April 5th, 1909, all right, um of the Arizona all right, um that's that's the Phoenix Gazette, all right? So you got the Arizona Gazette and the Phoenix Gazette. And this one in the Phoenix Gazette says the Grand Canyon. Mysteries of immense rich caverns being brought to light. Remarkable finds indicate ancient people migrated from the Orient. All right? In other words, they came from Egypt. Now, this was hidden by the Smithsonian and still is. All right? Um, get archaeological cover-ups by David Hatcher Childress. All right? Now, get that book. So Egypt was here in America or in the Americas. The Egyptians came to the Grand Canyon around 1700 B.C. and even earlier. All right? Sometimes they'd be taking these dates off, but uh, um, these zeros off these dates. This is proven by the fact that there are 18 temples in the Grand Canyon at the, um, so in so we're talking about 18 temples of the Egyptians, of the ancient Kemites, or what is known as the ancient Tamarians, right? During the, during the time of the 18th dynastic period, Akhenaten is said to have come here, right? The Amana um, family, which is from Nefertiti and Akhenaten. Uh, Uncle Unten. All right. So Childress goes on and says, perhaps the most amazing suppression of all is the excavation of the Egyptian tomb by the Smithsonian itself in Arizona. A lengthy front page story of the Phoenix Gazette on April the 5th, 1909, gave a highly detailed report on the discoveries, excavation of a rock cut vault by expedition led by Professor S.A. Jordan of the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian, however, claims to have absolutely no knowledge of the discovery or its discoverers. You see, they don't want you to know this. Now, the Empress, right? Empress Bertiasi Tierra Washington Turnica Gaston Albay, right? Alay Salam, may she rest in peace, rise in power. According to Earthways, the newsletter of the Sojourning Truth Farm School, August 1995, reprinted in the Freedom Press newsletter, spring 1996. Right? The Empress says this, 
the Washita was and still is a nation of Africans who existed in the southern United States and Mississippi Valley region long before the 16th century Europeans arrived and even before there were Native Americans. All right? So if you're saying that we came from out of Africa, you would have to go back further than just 400 years for us to be here in the Americas. And this is what she's saying before the 16th century Europeans arrived. And even before there were Native Americans, that means you have to go back now um, further back than 10,000 years ago. We was already here. And it says, on the lands the Washington once occupied and still occupied today, indigenous people have been all over the world and specifically on the North American continent for hundreds, thousands of years. Actually, there was some Washita here even before the Africans arrived, dated to when all the continents of the world were one. So even though we might have sprung out from out of what they now refer to as Africa, of course, you can't refer to it then as Africa because all the landmasses were together. We spread it out through all of what now becomes the seven so-called continents. It says their lands and the lands of all the earth was known by the indigenous term Mu. Mu, right? So, which also becomes what we now call Asia. All right? Now, these four are the first Pan-Africanists and the first Afrocentrics or tricks. Right? They're responsible for creating the out-of-Africa and um, hominid eight theories. Now, I don't have a problem with the out-of-Africa, but I do have a problem with the hominid eight theories, as I will show you in a minute, you know what I'm saying, uh, which was based on eugenics. Eugenics is one group of people controlling the evolutionary destiny of another group of people, or one group of people being um, made the least fit to survive by another group controlling all of the educational institutions of the world, which have the group controlling every land. Eugenics is how a global people become aka African descent. Out of Africa, eight turning into humans, all life originating on one continent theory, are nowhere to be found in the ancient Mexico, Dogon, ancient Egyptian, Moorish Europe, um, nor in any indigenous tribe in Africa, America, India, Malaysia, and Australia. All right? So African-centered aspects come from white supremacy. This is just something to think about. I can't necessarily agree with everything based on the fact that when you get the book, Forbidden Archaeology, all right, the human history the Hidden History of the Human Race by Michael Cremor and Richard L. Thompson. In the book, it says a groove sphere from the pre-Cambrian um, South African miners have found hundreds, over 200, of metallic spheres well underground, at least one of which had three parallel grooves running around its um, equator. According to scientists, the spheres are found in porophyllic rock which is mined in West Transvaal, South Africa, which is 2.8 billion years old. 
The seers are not natural objects, and their origin is unknown. They obviously was created by intelligent beings. Of course they were, because who the hell was smoking metal 2.8 billion years ago? You know how much heat it takes to smelt, to smelt metal? Okay? You're talking about over 800 to 1,200 degrees, between 800 to 1,200 degrees. Okay? Now, this is how these spheres looked. Now they call them the, um, the clerk drop um, spheres. But these are the ones that date back to 2.8 billion years old. Right? In which that you can read about. So, this is much further back than 200 million years ago. All right? When the continents were together. That means 2.8 billion years ago, this is definitely when all the continents were together. And someone was smelting metal in South Africa. Right? I know you'd be watching those alien shows, so of course it's the alien beings. And this is not to make light of that, because we are extraterrestrial or extraterrestrial energy. But this is for you to understand, understand, understand that it was you, your ancestry, right? Scientific American Magazine, dating back to June 5th, 1852 issue. A metallic vase from pre-Cambrian rock. And it says that it contained a report about blasting carried out at Median Hill Rock in Dorchester, Massachusetts. The blast disgorged tons of rock described by the United States Geological Survey as pudding stone, over 600 million years old. A bell-shaped metallic vessel was blown out of the rock that was about four inches high with exquisite carving, indicating the presence of artistic metal workers over 600 million years ago. And that was right here in what we now refer to as the United States, in North America, North Mexico, North Gate. So there was someone here. So we had someone in Africa 2.8 billion years ago smelting metal, and we have someone here 600 million years ago smelting metal. This is how the vessel looks. Odd looks. Get the book, The Hidden History of the Human Race, Michael Creedmoor and Richard L. Thompson. This is the condensed edition of the Forbidden Archaeology. You know, you know, big books with little pictures, people are turned off by that. So they condensed it and maybe put a little bit more pictures up in there, you know, because, you know, um, people need pictures. You know, humans have been walking the earth for hundreds of millions of years. This is what it says. The human, his, the hidden history of the human race. It says, this is the point that Michael Cremo and Richard L. Thompson points out. Over the past 200 years, the scientific establishment has selectively ignored, suppressed, and forgotten some remarkable artifacts and bones that contradict the dominant view of human origin and iniquity. Evolutionary prejudices have served as a source 
as a sort of informational filtering system that has left us with a radical, radically incomplete set of facts for building our ideas about human origins. The hidden history of the human race is a call for change in today's arbitrarily rigid mindset, deploying an unexpectedly great number of convincing facts, as some of the ones I just showed you. Most compelling to me because no archaeologist or anthropologist will touch the subject. Deeply illuminated with critical analysis, readers will find themselves compelled to rethink our understanding of human origin, identity, and destiny. Right? This is what we're trying to do here today. We're trying to get you to rethink your understanding overstanding, understanding of human origin, identity, and destiny. All right? Some of you might be upset about that. Too bad. We're going to keep teaching the truth no matter what you say, no matter the trolls that get on um, YouTube to make comments. If you want to do something, go and do your own channel and come up with your own facts. It's not hard. All you need is a G, um, a Gmail account. It's not hard. Okay? And stay your monkey asses. If you want to say that you come from a monkey, stay your monkey asses from off of my timeline and off of my channel. That's how simple that is. Here are some examples. Antelope Springs, Utah. A prince, prince of men wearing shoes in which that the left shoe has tried it on a trilobite, a creature of 440 million years ago. St. Louis, Missouri. Footprints in premium rock 200 million years ago. Now, this is when the continents began to start breaking apart. But the one in Utah dated back to 440 million years ago. That was 200 million years before the continental drift occurred, and we was wearing shoes. Uh-oh. Somebody will have to deal with that. I'm glad it's not me. <clears throat> Barra, Kentucky, footprint in Pennsylvania Rock 200 million years ago. Pershing County, Nevada, a shoe print showing evidence of a well-cut and double-stitched leather sole in triastic limestone, 160 to 195 million years old. Glen Rose, Texas, footprint in Creatius Rock, 70 million years old. Fisher Canyon, Nevada, a shoe print with clear traces of strong threads in a cold scene, 12 million years old. See? And guess what? All of these times that I'm talking about, all the ones that's above 70 million, this is all before the eight species. The eight species didn't exist 70 million years ago. The eight species is no older than 20 million. And the monkey species is only 60 million. So now they have the change that, oh no, man didn't evolve from the monkey. Um, or from the ape, oh, um, they had a common ancestor. 
Well, that wasn't what you said when you were teaching us this shit in biology class. When I was in school, you told us that we came from the monkey. That's what you told us. That we came from the monkey. I told you all them lies. Yeah, didn't they tell you that, Brother L? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't tell you that we came from a common ancestry. That's not what they say. They say that we came ever that we evolved from the monkey. <laughs> and they show you all they show you the monkey, the ape, and then they show you the various um so called uh, uh uh monkey men in between or ape men in between, don't they? And then they show you the Homo sapiens. So they show you the um the um the Australiopithecus, the the um African Pithecus and uh they show you the um, homeo habilis. They show you the, <laughs> and they show you the Homo sapiens. Then they show you the Homo sapiens sapiens. You know, you know uh, they show you, brother Al. Uh, oh yeah, they, they show style. you all it is. Right. You know, but now we come in with information that shows us wearing shoes 440 million years ago, and we snuffed in metal. 600 million years ago in the Americas and in Africa, 2.8 billion years ago, their whole on Floyd. Somebody's lying. Somebody is lying. And it destroys the whole damn Charles Duran theory. But that's that's all it ever was, was a theory. This shit has never been a fact because they have never found the so-called missing link. And never will. And if they do, they'll make that shit up. Like they claim that they did when they went to the moon. <laughs> okay? Go get the book, Gods and Spacemen in the Ancient West. So they bear witness to the fact that you are the gods and all the spacemen. And where was you at? In the Ancient West. Raymond Drake says he states that the pygmies, who are the Twa or Anu people, inhabited Earth for 30 million years. So for at least 30 million years, we already was here on the planet. So guess what? That's still 10 million years before the eight species. So if there was a missing link, then it must be the pygmies. They're new people. If there's a missing link, because they was 10 million years before the eight species. Oh, snap. I think I just found the missing link, brother Al. Oh, yeah. Oh. I want you to do that. No, I think we just found it. Because the pygmies is a term used for various ethnic groups worldwide whose average height is usually low. Anthropologists define pygmies as any group whose adult male or men grow less than 150 centimeters, 4 feet and 11 inches in average height. A member of a slightly taller group is termed pygoid. All right? Um, um, it says basically the best-known pygmies are the Aka, the Ifa, um, the Buti, Lambuti of Central Africa. There are other pygmies in Australia, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, Papua New Guinea, Brazil, and it also includes the Negritos of Southeast Asia. Right? The remains of at least 25 miniature humans who live between 1,000 to 3,000 years ago was found on the island of Palo in Mac, um, um, Micronesia. Now, 
Now, let's look at that. Let's look at that for a second. All right? That means that the pygmies existed all over the planet. You talking about Central Africa, Australia, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, Papua New Guinea, Brazil, Southeast Asia, and Micronesia, as well as here in the Americas. Right? In the book, Congo Katabu by Jane Pierre Hylet. He states that the that the Twa people or the pygmies of Zaire are the most or the world's most genetically pure ethnic group. Now if you look at the pygmies in which that they say that everyone on planet Earth evolved from was the pygmies. Right? We all came from the pygmies. Right? That's all the various hues. Alright? That's the so called black man. Brown man, red man, yellow man, white man, all the man, right? We all supposed to come from the pygmies, right? And it says that they have, um, and is surviving since the dawn of humanity in real harmony with God and with each other. It says the pygmies or the Twa or Pata or Tahites or what is known as the Anu people, bones and the descendants have been found all over the earth. In West Kush, which is Ethiopia, um, Kemet, Egypt, um, Canaan, Sumer, Babylon, East, uh, which is called East Kush, Indo Kush, which is called uh, Harappa, which is the pre Davidians of ancient Egypt, who was also known as, as the Tamil, right? And you have the Jarara people right off of, um, out of India, all right? This is who they're talking about. You have the um, in China the Shangli dynasty, which is the first dynasty um, who built the um, pyramids in the Xi'an um, Providence. All right, and you have the Australians, the Tasmanian Aborigines, and the other Aborigines. So the Twa people have been all over the planet. And remember, Raymond Drake just said they've been here at least thirty million years. I just showed you that in the other books. You're talking about they was already in the Americas 600 million years ago, all right, in what is called the history of the human race. In forbidden archaeology, we showed you that they was already in Africa 2.8 billion years ago, and they were smelting metal at these time periods, okay? The Twa people are the only people that was on the planet Earth at this particular time, all right? The migration of the Twa to all parts of the world within the past 300,000 years or more um, occurred be, um, before other races existed as we know them today. All right? African homo sapiens sapiens, therefore, has gone through many periods of cultural development and civilization before the beginning of the Moria, which, um, which is a misnomer, but civilization of 90,000 BCE, Atlantis, which is 70,000 BCE, the Nile Valley civilization, which is 50,000 BCE, and the um, Zen um, civilization of Southwest Sahara, which is also called the Maka Federation, which dates back to 15,000 BCE, and the building of the Sphinx, which dates back to 10,500 BCE. Right? So, we were the original Australians, the original Asians, the original people of so-called Latin descent, who are called the Tayano, who actually was the Arawak and the Carib. Right? We were the original 
uh, Filipinos. We were the original Indians. We were the original people of India, right? The Jarawa um, um, people, right? This is all us. Okay? This is what Dr. Khaled meant by you want to claim a spot or the whole thing. Okay? Africa is not our um, home. Africa is our throne. And from our throne, we ruled the whole 196,400,000 um, square miles of the planet Earth. That's what he was talking about. Here, we're talking about the Twa people being on the planet at least 30 million years. And here it is, right in the basement of the museum, we had 28 million year old human skeleton in the British Museum. Excuse the typo. Um, it's in the British Museum. And guess where they found this skeleton at? Human skeleton now, 28 million years. Not 2.8, not Dagnesh. You know, what they keep saying is the oldest that died out just like the rest of the um, of these eight species that they keep finding. They keep talking about, oh, this must be the missing link and never finding. But this one came from the Caribbean islands of Guadalupe, of Guadalupe, showing again that the pygmies or the Twa people or Pata or Tahites or known as the Anu people spread it out. And then I just stay in Central Africa as they are said to be there now, near the Congo and near um, Tanzania and Uganda. They spread it out into the whole world. Why? Because the continents at the time when they first was on the planet, which we know is at least 2.8 billion years ago, all the continents and land masses were together. What is now called Pangea in your geography class. Albert Church War, Signs and Symbols of Primordial Man states that the Twa, all right, who's he called the Mistones, are the original and the oldest living people on the face of the planet Earth. The now Negroes were probably one of the first of the Anrut race, the race that was the first and oldest race of men after the Pygmies. He's talking about the Cushites, the now Negroes with the Cushites. All right? And this is who we asked who was ruling Egypt at the time, who was the Twa people. You know them as the best people, B-E-S. This is why if you go to Egypt, you will find there are um, chambers in which that you as being six feet tall or so, you will have to um, get down damn near on your knees to crawl through. All right? This is a fact. Of course, you wouldn't notice if you haven't, if you have never been, you know, um, um, if you have never traveled. And this is the problem with a lot of our people. They want to make comments when they have never gone anywhere. But as um, Brother said, he said, around the corner. Okay? That's what it, that's what it is. All right, so um, you find out also that the ancient Tamarian or the Egyptians called the Taseti or Tasu um, spoke of the Twa people who are the best people as the small brown men who were the earliest inhabitants on earth. You see? So, 
This is the missing link that they keep trying to, you know, that they keep talking about. But they keep trying to give you the missing link of a monkey or eight species of some type. Right? Originally, this was not the case. Okay? Now, of course, I can't speak about things after this because um, there were some experimentations in which that took place. So genetic tampering that took place. These things did occur. You know, Dr. Monroe Island type of shit took place. We'll get into that. Right? Go and do your research. Right? Um, the message to the black man by Honorable Elijah Muhammad will help you understand some of the some of that experiments of Yaqub. Right? Um, get the book by um Walter Scott, Hermetica, where it states that the worst thing the Egyptians said the worst thing that we've ever done was create man in our image and after our likeness. So there was some tampering done genetically before the Europeans even was on the planet. Matter of fact, the Europeans was part of that process. Right? Right here. I've read the James Churchwell book on Moo. I said, and I, Walter, um, and then Walter, that on the traditional academic level are the books edited by Ivan Varsertima. All right? Rutgers University in New Jersey. His books, African Presence in Early America and African Presence in Early Asia, are filled with articles and photos that shows without a doubt that the Negroes have lived literally all over the world, including the ancient Americas. So, this is hundreds, thousands, millions of years before the European even was on the planet. So why do you allow for him to keep dictating to you who you are? I will not allow that any longer. We have now to, we, we now find that it's necessary to define ourselves. We define ourselves. And if you want to keep staying within the box that you just came from an ape and you just came here 400 years ago, then that's you. I'm sorry that you have that mentality. I'm sorry that you believed them in your history and sociology, in your um, social science class, in your sociology class, if you went to college, or your anthropology class. You went to college. I don't. The theories are flawed. Everything that I just told you coincide much better than anything that they ever told you in school. You have to admit that. If you don't, then once again, that means that you must be happy coming from an ape. And I guess, you know, you can go do your unga boonga calls and go in, you know, and um, swing from vines like Tarzan and shit if that's what you choose to do. <laughs> You see what I'm saying, brother? Okay. This is the, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because this, yeah, this is ridiculous. You know, that, that um, we have to keep doing these type of um, shows because people are so busy trying to attempt to prove someone wrong, but yet they don't never deal with the facts of what comes from these books come out, they pseudoscience. How is this pseudoscience? When the science community, anthropology and archaeologists has never proven Anything that we have stated, nor what Michael Cremor have stated, nor what Richard L. Thompson has stated as being wrong and incorrect. But you attempt to try to debate and try to tell me 
um, our legacy is from the um, Australopithecus and the um, and, and the Homo habilis and the and the, and the um, uh, erectus and you know even calling the Twa people Homo erectus. Uh-huh. They're saying that they are part of the Homo erectus. This is what they try to say in science. That they're part of the Homo erectus. Right? So, if that's the case, then that means that you must sound the missile link if they are the Homo erectus. Because that's what you claim that was right before the Homo sapiens. Then, of course, you claim it was homo sapiens sapien now. Anyway, Australoids, Negroids, and Negroes. A suggested explanation for their disjunct distributions by David um, D. Um, LaBenfield. All right? This is what he says. Australoids, Negroids, Negritos, and Negroids display perplexed disjunct distributions from which there is no historical explanation. It is when you go into what I just made the mention of, it be it is perfect explanation. As I just made mention of. Because the Twa people was there in Australia. The Twa people was in Africa. They was in Asia, which means Europe also. They was in the Americas. They were spread it out through a whole throughout the whole world. Right? So while they are saying in this article from the Syracuse University in New York, all right, um, they don't know, or don't have an explanation, well, we do. Australoids and Negroids alternate with one another in areas from Africa to Australia, but maintain their racial distinctions throughout. A careful um, um, examination of this distribution Plus examination of their culture shows a striking ecological um, correlations with Negroes always in the rainforest and Australoids clinging to the open country. Two populations of the so-called full-size Negroes, Africa, Africans, and Oceanic, are physically very similar but are unrevocably distinct in origin. Mixture is strongly in the case in their origin, one element clearly being Negroid. It is suggested that there are physical and geographical re- geographic reasons for the other element being of early Caucasoid, which is they call it the Cro-Magnum, which, I'm sorry, but the Cro-Magnum was not Caucasoid. The Cro-Magnum, which is the, also the Grimaldi man, both were Negroid types. So see, this is where they are trying to add themselves into the mix in which that you can go and read clearly that the Europeans um, in their present form date no further back than 8,000 years ago. In fact, they say 6,000 years ago. So this correlates with what Noble Drali, um, with what Clan 13X, um, and what Honorable Elijah Muhammad received from Master Farah Muhammad, that European dates no further back than 6,000 years. Okay? That's just what it is. That's the truth of the matter. So, 
in order to even go further and understand even more, go to the Hidden Life and Freemasonry. Because, see, they know about this in Freemasonry. This is Charles W. Ledbetter, 33 degrees. He states that the pygmy race is the relic of the old Lemurian and, pre- and represents them more pur- purely than any other people. The Lemurians were at one time a gigantic people, but in the process of dying out, they diminished in size. The African Bushmen are, are also remnants of the same race, but with very mixed blood and the same thing is true of those who are usually called the Australian Aboriginals, except that in their case, there is a very admixture of Aryan blood. And that was not until much later, right? Because the original Aboriginals um, of Australia was there in Australia over 50,000 years ago, which means that if the European just came upon planet Earth 6,000 years ago, and then according to Elijah Muhammad, they was in the Caucasus Mountains for at least 2,000 years. Um, and so that means they only been released for 4,000 years to run um, um, chaos and havoc upon the planet. That means that we're looking at a, um, a 50,000-year-old civilization on Australia, in Australia by the Aborigines, all right, who came from out of Africa, all right, in which that, um, we're talking about 44 thousand years before the European even came on the, on, on the planet. They was already there. So that late, um, that later light, add light, add mixture didn't take place until um, recently when they began to go in and start colonizing um, just like they did us here in the Americas. So at one time, the pygmies were spread over a great deal more of Africa than at present. And some of them were the first people to enter Egypt. Right? So this is where you get the best statues from because they were Egyptians. The so-called Trois and New people were the Egyptians. All right? And also, as you notice, they, they was the Lemurians. Well, the Lemurians actually are the Hawaiians, as we now refer to them as. And here's a picture of Kamehameha I, the great king, 1758. May 8, 1819, who unified the Hawaiian Islands and formally established the, king, the Kingdom of Hawaii. Now it's called the Sovereign Kingdom of Hawaii, all right? And did that in 1810. And then here you have Hawaii's last king, I mean, excuse me, last queen, um, Liliu Kalani, um, 1893. And they are the remnant people of the Lemurians. They are descendants of our people, okay? They are descendants of the Twa people. Right, get the book Lost City of Ancient Lemuria and the and the Pacific by David Hatcher Childress. He states that Hawaii, the Fiji Islands, um, Easter Island, and some of of the Los Angeles areas are the last remnants of Lemurian empires. Right, this is where get Kali, right, or Khalifa, which is where they claim that the name California is derived from. And it says the Lemurian descendants are said to be um, primarily the people of the South Seas and Ocea. In Hawaii, there is one island where only blooded have full Africoid features, dark skin, and woolly hair. Now, this is what David Chandra says. Okay? And it's of 
the Twa people, the Pygmies, misnomer, all right? The Tawhites or Patites, um, but, uh, you know, this is them, all right? This is their descendants. You are their descendants. So here you get the book um, by Church Ward, James Church Ward, who's the brother of Albert Church Ward, um, the children of Mu. He shows you a geographical position of Mu, where the sacred of inspired books were written dating back to 70,000 B.C. All right? 70,000 B.C. is still, but now that would be 72,000, all right? 72,000 years ago. So we're still looking at if the European is only on the planet 6,000 years ago in the present form that he's in, then we're talking about um, really uh, 60, uh, 66, all right? 66,000 years before the Europeans was even on the planet that we was already in these areas, all right? Once again, this is proven facts. Right, and so the phenotypes, you know, which that you now see of the various so-called um, blacks in these areas um, throughout the world, um, you know, came about because of them being in those areas over time and mixing in with each other, um, you know, families over and over again until they develop characteristics, facial characteristics, body types. Um, phenotypes, et cetera, et cetera, over time, right? This is how this occurs. Get the book, 100 Amazing Facts About the Negro by Jay Rogers. He states, the people of the Negro descent living in Asia, this is why we call Asiatics, and Oceania probably exceeded in the numbers that present, um, in the number, the present Negro population of Africa. The purest Negro types are in Southern Asia. This is what was in the book. All right? This is why we are called Asiatics. Because not only did our ancestry come from, ancestry came from Africa, which most say 400 years ago, which was about 450,000, that came to North America, specifically, 5 million to Brazil, in South and then of course millions to the adjoining islands. Okay, so or thousands, you know, millions less than you know. We talk about we can say that you know less than um, yeah. We can say about a million millions or so came to the adjoining islands for the Caribbean. But the fact is that we was already in these areas, not only in the eastern islands. Um, known as the Caribbean or Americana, but he's also in the uh, what is known as the Western um, Islands, known as Oceania, right, and known as um, Hawaii, Easter Island. All of these places that we just talked about here within the lost cities in ancient Lemuria and the Pacific, what is known as the Pacific Islands. So we was in the Atlantic Islands and the Pacific Islands, as well as here in the mainland of America, as well as in Africa, as well as in Asia, as well as in um, um, what they now call, referred to as Europe, which is Asia, which is 
Asia Minor. You was taught at least that much in, in high school. All right, so we have the Washita Nation of Moors, which I am Washita. Um, in fact, um, a historical synopsis, it says um, Peru, Mexico, Isabella, now Cuba or Cuba. It says United States, Canada, and Alaska are European inventions, which comprise the land of the cultured Moors, all right, which are the Saga Moors, the descendants from the ancient Amor, Amoru um, nation, the Amoru Washita Moors, the fathers of the civilization began on the great island empire of Mu, the Mori. All right, when about 8,000 years ago, a natural catastrophe overwhelmed that ancient motherland, some of its survivors made their way to what has since become known as North, Central, and South America. So you get the book of the dead, and you check out the origin of the name Washita, um, you find out that um, it's an Egyptian name. Kemetic, Tamarian name, hence Tamarian or Tamors or Sagamores, as it becomes known as. And what we have done is try to connect the dots here. So in the Book of the Dead, it has the um, hieroglyphic transcript of the Papyrus of Ani, the translation into English, and the introduction by E.A. Wallace Budge, the late keeper of the Egyptian and um, Assyrian antiquities in the British Museum. Now, you have here Usheta, or Ushet, right? Ushet, which was a form of Hetheru, or Hathor, which becomes the biblical Hagar, who was the um, wife of Abraham, right? And was identified, and of course, even Hagar in the Bible was said to have been an Egyptian, which you talk about Hathor, all right? Or Hetheru, which means the eye of Heru, the eye of light. And so when you read in Matthew, the sixth chapter, um, um, what's that, 22nd chapter, the sixth verse? Or sixth chapter, the 22nd verse, I believe it says that, um, that when your eye is single, your whole body will be filled with light. That eye, when it be single, is talking about Heru or Hawthorne. And it was identified with the appearance um, of the sky in the north when the sun rose. All right? So when the Kundalini energy, which is called the serpentine fire, rose, to the eye, it becomes known as washita or ushita or ushet or washit or wichita, right? She is either depicted in the form of a woman having upon her head the crown of the north and scepter round with a serpent is twined or a winged uraeus, all right, wearing the crown of the north. She was the principal goddess of the town of Buto, right, in the Delta. Now, this is what um, um, we're talking about here, right? It says the goddess Wichet, serpent head, right? The goddess, serpent head, all right? That's what we're talking about. So that's the real meaning of Washita. And remember, we showed you that the Washita or the ancient Egyptians were already here, right? Was already here, right? The emperor says over 100,000 years ago, before um, the Africans came and before there was Native American 
as they refer to themselves, or the red man, as some refer to them as. But we know if we get a red penny or if we get the various copper-colored pennies, then that includes the majority of our ancestry, which is right here as far as our um, complexion. All right? So James Churchward, in the book Children of the Moon, he claims that there were 64 million people who died in the sinking. Pacific Islands, Hawaii, or the remnant mountain peaks of the lost continent. Now, precise detailed maps of the lost continent of Mu and Atlantis was found on stone tablets from pre-Inca civilization. Who was here before the Incas? Oh, the Omecs. Okay. The Omecs date back to more than 5,000 years ago, right here in the so-called Western Hemisphere, in Peru by Dr. Gerval um, Carrera, Cabrera. And it says, engulfed in, 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 right, in, in a stone, in, in, um, engraved in a stone or photographed by Robert Chirac. In 1972, the United Nations diplomat, Farida, all right, um, Ishkovet, who was the assistant to the United Nations President, Adam Malik, went to Maui, which is Mu, right? Of course, Maui is the capital of Hawaii, but that was Mu, and it says Hawaii, and researched the Lemurian, all right, ruins and history and concluded that they were real. So when we keep hearing about Lemuria and Atlantis, this was real. The Caribbean islands were Atlantis and Hawaii, the, um, the Hawaiian Islands was what we now refer to as Moria. This is what we see right here, Mu. And as you see, it encompassed Easter Island, Tahiti, all right, the Samoa Island, Fiji, Tonga, all right, Hawaii, the Caroline, Gilbert, all of that, all right, was once Mu or Lemuria. And the United Nations says that it was real. So I don't really care about you um, so-called, um, you know, um, one-book-time-reading Negroes, okay? We're talking about these are scholars. Right? These are historians who have actually gone out. These are anthropologists and archaeologists in this particular regard coming from the United Nations, all right? So some things I can get with because it makes sense, and other things you have to pick through because it just doesn't make sense. Prior to the catastrophe or the cataclysms of, 15, the, um, of the 1500 BC, all right, the civilization of our ancestry of ancestors will flourish in and from the Americas to Egypt, was known as Atlantis or the Atlantean Empire. After the cataclysm of 1500 BC, this disrupted Atlantean Empire was later reunion or reunited under the Moorish Empire, which at various times and to various degrees covered almost the same extent of territory. At the height of the Moorish Empire, there was Moorish dominions in West Africa, North Africa, the Mediterranean, Spain, Portugal, Southern France, England, Ireland, Scotland, the Americas, from Alaska to Peru. 
There was also Moorish dominions and rulers in Asia, in um, India, Asia, and the Pacific. Right now, brother L, I need for you to do the um, Marine song for me. Of the holes of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Let me keep that going. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good right there. So from the holes of Montezuma, which is the Inca, which was here in the Americas, right, to where the shores of Tripoli, which Tripoli Tripoli is the capital of Libya, Africa. Okay. That was part of the Moorish dominion, of the Moorish empire. They told you this. This is why they was able to go in Libya and remove Gaddafi. Okay? So, Brother Hakeem Bey goes further. He says, people are all over the world. Some report that it um, was as a flood. Noah, Bible. Some as earthquakes, Atlantis. Others as volcanic eruptions. Terror. All of these were all various local descriptions of a series of worldwide cataclysm, cataclysmic events. As a result of the various cataclysms, there was a vast destruction of land and mass migrations of people in search of new homes. Right? This is what he was talking about. Right? So um, we find that we are the original people of Atlantis, of Lemuria, of Australia, of Asia, of Africa, of the Americas. It's hard to believe? Well, let's go to the United Nations definition. Indigenous, those people have a historical continuity with the pre-invasion and the pre-colonial societies considered themselves distinct from other sectors of societies now prevailing in those territories or parts of them. They form at present non-dominant sector of society and are determined to preserve, develop, and transmit to future generations their ancestral territories and their ethnic identity as the basics of their continued existence as a people in accordance with their own cultural patterns, social institutions, and legal systems. Are you indigenous? Well, I don't know. The United Nations give you the definition of indigenous. And one of their um, drafts, which was approved in September the 18th, 1995, is called the Inter-American Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. And they define indigenous people. One, in this declaration, indigenous people are those who embody historical continuity with societies which existed prior to the conquest and settlement of their territories by Europeans. So before 400 years ago, you were the indigenous people here. Oh, check this out now. Alternative. One, as well as people brought involuntarily to the new world who freed themselves and reestablished the culture from which they have been torn. Damn, that even includes those who were brought here 400 years ago from Africa. So, even if you came from Africa 400 years ago and or either you have ancestry who was already here over 400 years ago, regardless, you are part of the indigenous people according to the United Nations definition of indigenous people. What's the criteria? 
Oh, here it is too. Self-identification as indigenous or tribal shall be regarded as a fundamental criteria for determining the, the groups to which the provision of this declaration applies. Wow. So you're supposed to self-identify yourself as being indigenous. Can you do that? Of course you can. You must have self-determination. You must want to be self-autonomous, self-governing. You have to do this. Self-identification as indigenous, as indigenous or tribal, shall be regarded as a fundamental criteria for determining a group to the, which the provision of this declaration applies. This declaration applies to those who are indigenous and who have determined that they have indigenous heritage. Whether here or whether it was those who came here 400 years ago, it doesn't matter. So all this bickering about, oh, uh, uh, oh, you know, black power, I'm African. And those saying that, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm indigenous, Aboriginal, you know, or I'm a Moor. Right. You know, like, you sound like jackasses <laughs> with all this dislocation. And the European is sitting back look, saying, look at these jackasses once again. Look at them. Always down trying to debate something when the shit has already been solved. Right? Already so, been solved. Nay, already been solved. So we as um, at the United Nations, um, you know, um, the uh, Washington has the IPO or seat number um, 215 slash 93, which means 1993. And we have the IPO, which is the Indigenous Peoples Organizational Number 2421 at the United Nations. And so as you come down, because some people say, oh, the United, um, oh, we can't find information on the Washington at the United Nations. Well, it's on their website. You go to United Nations or UN.org, you will find it. I got at least right. 23 different, I got at least 23 different um, mutations. Okay? But it says here, Washington, Dita Damania, New Ayet, oldest indigenous people on the earth. That's in the report. Now, of course, this report is no longer there because they don't want you to know this. After we started publishing this information, and once again, we've been doing this. We just didn't start last year. All right? You have some individuals, um, you know, who, who just started, you know, coming out and, um, you know, excel pretty far, you know, as far as clicks and likes on their channels. And that's fine. However, um, a lot of this information was already out. It was either Brother Hakeem H.Y. Bay. Myself, you know, or Brother Bobby, you know, who put this information out over 20-some-odd years ago about us being the indigenous people here. Okay? So this isn't just us coming up with something in 2000. This is something in which that we've been talking about since the early to mid-1990s. And I remember... 11, I was 11 years old, and I remember, 
I guess one of my ancestors or an internal voice, intellect, intel, I, gent, intelligence, spoke to me and said, what if we was already here? And I was 11 mm. years old. And at that time, I was doing heavy meditations because I was doing yoga. I started yoga at nine. So um, I had the ancestors talking to me all the time in that regard. Through my dreams and then through hearing the voices and telling me, you know, what was going on. And so, and I'm not talking about like a crazy person. I'm talking about information. I'm talking about real information. I ain't talking about, you know, go digging in some garbage can type of shit. I'm talking about real channeled information, right? And so the voice said, what if you was already here? Because I was thinking about, at the time, um, the Alex Haley story, Roots, and, um, you know, and slavery, and, you know, and, you know, lynching, them castrating us, and so forth and so on. All right? So, you know, this is how I got into it because, you talking about the ancestors um, talking to me, you know, and telling me what was going on, you know. So this isn't something which that we just came up with, you know. This is something which that has validity, as you see here, as we go on over tonight. So it says the obscured mound builders were indigenous blacks of North America, ancestors of America's Washington Empire. Okay, that's what it says, and let's go further. It says, though so many have been deliberately destroyed, over 200,000 ancient pyramids and huge mounds of the earth in the shape of cones, animals, and geometric, uh, geometric designs can still be found from the southern coast of America to Canada. These structures were built by the so-called obscured people largely known as the mound builders, right? The truth about mound builders is suppressed. Why? Because they are, they, um, they were an advanced civilization of dark-skinned, woolly-haired um, blacks who were indigenous, native to North America, kin to the Omex of South America. At one time, the, Af- the Africans and the American continents were joined as proven by their similarities of tropical plants and animals, geographical traits, and their um, appearance of fitting together. And if you want to go further, in Alabama and Florida, which you can look at, find the article on Google, Google this, you will find that portions of Africa still exist attached to Alabama and Florida to this very day. The black mound builders were the Washington Moors. The original inhabitants of North and South America. Many blacks in North America was unknowingly descendants of these mound-building indigenous blacks and are not descendants of black African slaves. Therefore, Columbus were not entirely wrong in calling the people Indians, for the true meaning of Indian is black person. The massive remains of this ancient black civilization empire stands as one of the best-kept archaeological secrets in the country. Ancient American Magazine, issue number 17, reports evidence for black-skinned natives in the Americas long before the arrival of Columbus is abundant. From the distinctively um, distinctive, um, um, Lee um, Negroy features of Colossus 
Omex sculptured heads and the pre-Aztec obsidian bowls being held by a figure with unmistakably black characteristics, right, to the bones of Negroid persons excavated from a 2,000-year-old mound in northern Wisconsin. A wealth of material exists to establish the certainty of non-white, non-Indian population living in a pre-Columbian America along with these other groups. Right? Many mound builders was huge. Their ancestral skulls was often seven to eight feet. The other, um, the only other living person on the earth that tall, um, or another group of blacks, the Maasai of Africa. In his book, We Are the Washita, uh, website by Dr. Umar S. Bay, Himself a Washington Moor and authority on the Washington Mound Builders documents that the black mound builders, he also dis, um, documents the present-day Washington Nation in um, Louisiana, all right? That's what he says. So this is what we're talking about, all right? And um, recently recognized by the United Nations and the Empress of the Washington, Bertiasi Tierra, Washington Tunica Gaston L. Bay. All right, so that's what we're talking about here, and you have to pay attention to these types of things. All right? Now, this area called the Louisiana Purchase never was purchased. Never was. That's just what it is. Okay. Okay, can you see it now? Can you see the slides now? You still can't see it? Okay, let me, um, nah. That's the last slide. Mm. Okay. Y'all be having technical difficulties. Got to make sure we get everything right here. Can you see it now? Well, we're just going to continue on. What you see? Okay, word. All right. All right, so let's come on down for what we were just talking about. And here is the Lewis and Clark. It says on 2,500 voted by um, dollars voted by Congress made in 1804-1806 journey to the Pacific that revealed the West dazzling promise. This print of the explorers meeting with um, Indians came from an 1810 account, right, of the trek. Now, of course, we can't, you know, nothing we can do about the ambulances and fire trucks and um, stuff going by here. 
So just bear with us as we get through. All right, Louisiana Purchase in 1803 nearly doubled the nation's size. Bought from France for $15 million, two and a half cents an acre on Jefferson's um, initiative. It won Congress approval after debates over whether the Constitution was violated. Now, this never happened. They never received Napoleon or France never received the total $15 million in gold. Right? More than 13 million um, they actually, yeah, they paid 13 million out and 2 million in gold um, was sunk beneath the ocean floor. Something like that. And as a matter of fact, the Empress make mention of it in the article in the city plow, on plow, right? It says, Louisiana continuing her quest to bring light to the, um, um, truth to light. Empress Verdiasi Tierra Washington Turnica guest on El Bay. We call the 40 years of work, including research as an archivist in order to locate documents and treaties concerning land known as the Louisiana Purchase, in which her people are identified as the ancient ones. The Empress said that her that their land was never included in any land deal, and that it was not part of the Louisiana Purchase, which sold to Spain, um, to France. Nor was it bought in 1803 when France rolled it over to the United States of America. She writes, President Thomas Jefferson was well aware of this fraud, all right, of this fraudulent land deal, and stated you know, his sentiments at the time. In truth, the land spoken of here never became, never been a part of the United States of America. It has always belonged to the ancient ones. This sounds like the same land President Abraham Lincoln was going to return to the Moors after slavery. He called it, all right, he called it Egypt of the West or the Central America, um, the land between the Rocky and the Atlantic. Um, Allegheny Mountain from the Gulf of Mexico up into Canada on both sides of the Mississippi. And her cousin, Prophet Noble Drali, said the same thing, that before the Europeans came, we lived all up and down the Mississippi. So in 1848, the Washita, also Ushita and Turnica nations, this is why we are the Royal House of Turnica, um, nations took their land case before the United States court and won the case under Judge Tanney. The same in 1856 gave his opinion, which was not, not a legal decision in the tragic Dred Scott case, which basically stated that there's nothing that a black man has that a white man is bound to respect. The result of this opinion meant further slavery and death to Tunica and other nations. They were murdered by the tens of thousands enslaved that ran off their land. Ten um, their names were changed to hide the truth of the history. The Washington became Washington, and Turnica became Turner. All right? This is just what is taking place. You find out that Louisiana proper, the so-called Louisiana Purchase, consisted of what states? Well, that's Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, um, Minnesota, Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, 
all right, and also portions of Texas, Alabama, Utah, New Mexico, and portions of even the so-called um, 13 colonies or the so-called original 13 states on up into almost the whole of Canada and Florida. All right, so we're talking about um, over 30 million acres, all right, really over 30 million acres. But here's a better um, picture of it. I got this from my eighth great social science book. And it shows you the um, Louisiana Purchase, actually. This one is not as full as this one is, as you see here. The whole pinkish area, as you see here, is the area of what is called the Louisiana Purchase. Right? Now, this is what the Empress also wrote. Right to um, Daddy Bush back in the days. One nation cannot make laws in another nation. One nation cannot make laws or nation laws or another nation's laws. One nation cannot steal and sell another nation's ancestral artifacts and property. They flood their sacred places with indig- um, indigenous people's land that has always belonged to the ancient ones, which is protected by treaty signed by the protector. It is proclaimed that all indigenous sacred sites and grounds shall be returned to the descendants of the ancient inhabitants to ensure preservation. Right? Be it further proclaimed um, that I now take as indigenous nation tribes, communities, and villages of our lands, rivers, and wildlife under the protection of the empire of Washington D. Doug Demonia. And it is further proclaimed that the 13 United States and the United States of the, um, and the United States of America must make fair and just compensation for the dispossession of the people and the unauthorized occupation of our land, commencing with the first part to be paid, which is 80 quadrillion non-counterfeit USD dollars, right? Every year, for 194 years, right? Of course, there's more years than that now. Um, this being the third and final notice of the outstanding debt of the 13 United States, the United States and the United States of America based on a claim file that is yet to be settled or relieved, right? So this is reparations that the emperors did for us. Be it further proclaimed that this Proclamation be sent to the governments of the United States and the United States and the United States of America, as well as the governments of the member states of the United Nations and the non-governmental organizations concerned. Therefore, it is now proclaimed in legal session, convened this fourth day of the second month of the um, 19th, um, 1997th of this common era. As you see, Washtar, um, this is what the Empress Rose, you see a hand um, right in there, all right, and this in the seal, right. Now, to the right is from the state of Louisiana, in which that they state that um, they know they do not um, own portions of the land. Matter of fact, the only thing that was sold, um, actually, for the fifteen million dollars in gold, which Napoleon never received was um, he never received full full payment 
So therefore, the transaction was never rendered. So um, the only thing that was really purchased was two was two barracks, and uh, was on um, two streets and a and a barrack, military barracks. That's what was bought in New Orleans, right? Now, all of Louisiana on up into what is called the Louisiana Purchase, which included those particular states that I just made mention of, no. They never made, um, they never um, purchased that. And this is what the Empress was just talking about. Okay? And um, here's um, proof um, from this time period. I'm going to have to blow it up. Hopefully I can get it back down to size. Um, this was back in the 1990s, around January. And it says, basically, um, the families, Eliza um, Whitman, which is actually Eliza Turner, who is Prophet Noble Jali's mother, allegedly, um, was one of the various family members in which that won back acres of land during the decision in which that was made um, during what is called the heirs of Henry Turner versus the United States, right? And this is the actual um, part of the actual document. I did not uh, read the whole thing. Right? If you want to read this, you can get my book, First World Order. Right? If you want any of this information, all this information is in my book, First World Order. Right? Um, it goes into information much deeper than cry. Um, you know, uh, what was it? It's the name of the book. Um, when rocks cry out, it goes deeper into putting the information together. Good book, but you know we have to take it a little bit deeper. So here, um, you can actually see, right? It makes mention about Washington in the United States versus the um, Henry Turner heirs here, right? This is also the grant in which that includes those various lands in which that was made mention of earlier, previously, even in Europe, all right? Get the book, The Discovery of America, an Outgrowth of the Conquest of the Moors by the Spaniards. Okay, get that book. You need to have that book in your library. And once you read it, then you come back and, and um, comment. Then you come back and try to, you know, get at me if I'm wrong, which I'm not. You know, then you can talk. Until then, I wouldn't open my mouth if you haven't read the material. If you haven't read all these books that I may mention of tonight so far, keep your mouth closed. That's what a smart man do. It's only a fool um, would open his mouth that we know for sure that he's a fool. Okay? So um, you got to make sure that you keep your foolish behind mouth closed. So in 1887, um, Florentino Amigino um, discovered apparently man-made heaths Primitive flintstones or tools, call bones, and a moderate-looking human spinal bone in Fliocene um, strata, three to five million years old at Monte Hermosa, Argentina, 
He also made some finds in Miocene in Argentina, dating back to five to to 25 million years old. Now, hold up. A moderate-looking human spinal bone? Three to five million years ago? In the Americas? In Argentina? South America? And then another one, five to 25 million years old? Hmm. Okay. Between 1894 and 1921, um, mineralogists and archaeologists, William Nevin, um, discovered ancient cities in Mexico that dated back to the beginning of the Pleistocene era, which was 2.5 million years ago. Go further into um, the Titerian era, beneath volcanic ashes, Nevin uh, uh, recovered over 2,600 stone tablets, as well as modern human skulls that show Negroid genetic markers. Nevin's Jaguero um, collection are now in the American Museum of Natural History, which is in New York, and the Peabody Museum of Harvard University. Right? My wife and I have been to the American Museum of Natural History. Okay. Here we also find um, Virginia Stein McIntyre in 1969, and if I'm not mistaken, she's still alive, and she actually has spoken about this. You can pull it up on YouTube, um, and this is throughout the United States Geological Survey excavated team led by Virginia Stein McIntyre in 1969. Um, human habitation was found existing in Mexico for at least 250,000 to 350,000 years ago based on human artifacts. Human artifacts. So I thought the humans were just coming out of Africa around this time period. What was they doing in Mexico? See, this is the discrepancies that you have to you have to um, um, consider, right? And it says. Um, Based on human artifacts and stone tools tested at the Puyat um, Tolaco site near the city of Pablo, Pablo, shortly after the dating of the site was made public, the head of the Mexican Archaeological Department of the Mexican government became very upset at the ancient dates and ordered the Mexican army to close the site and confiscate all artifacts and uh-huh. stein. It was told to change the dates and take off a zero. So they wanted it to be 25,000 to 35,000 years ago instead of 250,000 to 350,000 years ago. And really, they wanted it to actually take off two zeros. It'd be 2,500 to 3,500 years ago. But that would have put them in time with the Omec being in that area. Because remember, they said that the human artifacts, all right, that was tested, all right, this was, this was Negroid, right, as they refer to it as, right? But it says she stood her ground and jeopardized her career. 
And that's what that's what happened. So European albino or Albion, as we refer to him as white, um, archaeology such as Josh Reeves, Ross Hamilton, and I and, and I know Ross Hamilton personally. My wife and I have gone to the Serpent Mound and actually did a presentation for Ross Hamilton, and actually he allowed for us to walk on top of the Serpent Mound to activate it, and plus took us down to the bottom to um, a crystal um, stone that he wanted us to activate because he said that he believed that there's some type of craft underneath that particular structure. Right or wrong, Queen? You know, so this is what this is what was said. And Jim um, Barrera, um, so he said, etc., has already revealed that the first Americans were native indigenous black aboriginals who built ancient mounds, advanced civilization, stone rock, um, sculptures, and indulged in high science of star observation, earth consciousness, nature-based living, cosmological admiration, mathematical copulations, and time reference on reverence, etc. So-called black people in North America are natural descendants of these great spirit-walking ancestors. You are what your ancient foreparents were. Right? Now, this is hard for, once again, this is hard, you know, to overstand, but it's not. I gave you the calculations from 2.8 billion years, 600 million years, on down to now. Okay? Who, who has done that for you in the so-called conscious community? They keep regurgitating the same nonsense and don't put the pieces of this puzzle together. That's a problem. Even, look, even Alex Jones in his recent, in his recent um, TV broadcast, in his recent broadcast, he stated that the black Americans are not African. In other words, they didn't recently just come over 400 years ago on the on so-called slave ships. They was already here. Even a European albino, albion, is bearing witness to this. Alex Jones bear witness to it. You're the only ones that keep denying it. Because we know that moderate Native Americans, so-called red men, closely resembles people of China, Korea, and Japan. They're mongoloids. They're, uh, among, they, they, they're from the Mongolians. Chinese. Okay? We know that the Chinese came in droves in 1421. Okay? But the oldest American skeletons do not say archaeological and paleontologists James Chatter, lead sign lead author on the study of the owner of applied paleoscience, paleoscience, a research consultant service based in Brockhall, Washington. The small number of early American specimens discovered so far has smaller and shorter faces and longer and narrower skulls 
Then um, the Native Americans and more closely resemble the moderate people of Africa, Australia, and South Pacific, the same areas that we told you earlier that we descended from. That's why we just can't say Africa by itself. You also have to say Australia and South Pacific is where your ancestry came from. Richard Nays, University of Manchester, England. He shows you Lucia. This dates back 12,500 years ago. More than 6,000 years before the European was on the planet. Okay? These are things in which that DNA companies forget to tell you. Nays further point out that the Aboriginal found in the North Americans resemble what currently would be described as African American. As unresolved um, morphological position be- between moderate South Pacific and Europeans. All right? Researchers from Spain, Mexico, and Argentina wrote an article which acknowledges that the Paleo-Americans did not look like modern American Indians. Sorry. I know y'all might want to get upset if you are um, American Indian, but that's fine. You, you are our, you are our um, descendants. You are our children, just like everyone else is on the planet. That's nothing to get upset about, you know? Only reason why you feel like that is because of the racism in which that has been um, put forth to you in this society. And you see us as so-called blacks being at the bottom of the totem pole here in the Americas and around the world. But before the Europeans came upon this planet, it was just us upon this planet. Okay? It says the Paleo-Americans was classified phenotypically as African, Australian, or Malaysian-based or multivariant methods and um, quantitative analysis. This grouping should only be sub-Saharan African and Australian population because the Malaysians or South Sahara Africans share the same cranial matrix measurements. This cranial matrix illustrates that the Paleo-Indians belong to the black variety, but did not allow us to establish conclusively where the Paleo-Americans originated. Some researchers believe that the Paleo-Americans came from the East Asia across the Bering Strait or from Europe because of the um, solar trend um, to found um, throughout North America. These points of origination are unlikely because the ice shelf of the northern latitude would have prevented passage from these um, destinations to South America. The oldest Paleo-American site has been excavated. The most likely place the Paleo-Americans came from was Africa, which is closest to the Americas. So they're saying that the Paleo-Americans, who are the first or the earliest Americans, came from Africa, which is told to you in the book. They came before Columbus. The first Africans, excuse me, the first Americans, this is on Richard Nays, University of Manchester, England. He says this, all right, but we're going to have three people talking. 
But this is what he says, right? He says, to me, this is a Negroid face, and it has all the features that would be associated with a Negroid face. The proportion of the face does not say anything about it being a mongoloid. This is Dr. Richard Nave. He's a British forensic scientist. So you take up your problem with us being Aboriginal Indigenous people with the British forensic scientists in the University of Manchester in England. Take it up with the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company. They say that the Brazilians found a find shows that the New World was discovered tens of thousands of years earlier than previously believed, certainly well before the time of the American Indians. Prehistoric skulls were found buried in layers of soil in um, Brazilian caves that are the oldest skulls of America. Lucia belonged to the race found historically along the rim of the Indian Ocean in the islands of South Asia, in East Africa, and in Australia and Malaysia. All places where we can be found to this very day. Then Walter Nave, a Brazilian anthropologist, says this. The first reaction was not to believe in it. But as the results repeated, repeated, repeated so many times, and the results were the exact, exactly the same thing, the skulls are very similar to um, Australian, Aborigines, and African. And no similarities at all with the Mongoloid in Asia, nor with the American Indians. So once again, you take this up with the um, broadcast, British Broadcasting Company, you take this up with the British forensic scientists and Man- University of Manchester in England, and you take this up with um, the Brazilian um, anthropologist, um, you know, um, Walter Neve. Uh, you take this up with them concerning who you are. Say, that's the problem. Don't come at me because I'm just going to try to cut your head off. And I might even cut your ass out. Right? So you go and take it up with the Albion Europeans that have said that you are the original people here in the Americas. Right. You know, what do you do? Yeah, anything you want to say on that, brother? I said, yeah, didn't told up your last statement was saying, let's take it out with the Albion uh, European. They're saying, making this, uh, saying the same thing that you're saying, but they never do. Always with us. Right. Right. But shows exactly. that they are nothing more than uh, agents of pocketeers. You can't be no more mm. You can't be that ignorant. Mm. So, you might have to say that again, Brother L. Shows that they're nothing <laughs> but. Agent provocateurs because they cannot be that ignorant. Right. Can't be. Unless the I, I don't know, brother L. The white man could be lying to us again. Could be, but I doubt it. For what we what are we saying? For what they're saying, I doubt it. Right. But but you know, he lying to us again. You know, he lied about us, everything in history. You know, he could be lying to us again, Brother L. That <laughs> we're indigenous? Oh, boy, I don't think he's right. going to lie like that. He's just working against yeah, himself yeah. if we do that. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Therefore, to tell the people that we are Moors means the land, right. which we are the land, that we are connected oh. to the land, 
then that, that means oh. they have to give the land up. They have oh, to give the land up and take God. their hands back to Europe. So, no, I don't, oh my think, God. He, don't you know? I don't think he lied about that if he said that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would have to lie about that, would he? You no. know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean, why would he lie about that? You know, you know. I mean, I mean that's that that would be very disruptive to his whole um to his whole you know ownership of land and sure us will. believing and us believing that this is actually a de jure government when it's a de facto government. <laughs> that would be mm-hmm. disruptive um, to his whole thing as far as um, having control over us. You know. And mind controlling us, and so forth right. and so on. You know, um, but see, he understands that people, no matter if you tell them the truth or not, they're not going to, they're not, and will not bear witness to it. So he don't mind doing that. He'll tell you the truth. Sometimes it might have a little bit of falsehood there. Yeah. But he'll tell you the truth. You know. So this is Lucia. And they uh, repainted how she might have looked um, at this time and, of course, um, looked like a sister, you know. As they say, from um, Malaysia, Australia, slash Africa, all right, looks similar to Cicely Tyson, right? The report by Dr. Bert Eli, a a biological a biology professor in the University College of Arts and Science, colleagues at the universities of Massachusetts and Maryland revealed that fewer than 10% of the African-American mother country DNA, and this is what it says, that fewer than 10% of the African-American mitochondrial DNA sequence that was analyzed can be matched to mitochondrial DNA from one single African ethnic. So we just finished saying that yes, there's African blood, there's also Australian Aborigine blood, as well as there's also Malaysian, which is Pacific Ireland, Pacific Island, um, Ireland um, blood. So this is where we get our genetic makeup from. Okay, get the book the first. Americans were African, documented proof by Dr. Imhotep, Ph.D. You got that book, don't you, Brother Al? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Very good book. Okay, what you think about it? Yeah, tell them a little bit about what you think about it. Uh, why is it a good book? Why they should get it in the library? Uh, well, although uh, it doesn't go all the way like it should go, uh, the brother mm-hmm. goes back to Fifty-something thousand years ago, but now we go back a whole lot further than that, because the Washington, right. the United Washington, Dedemundia Moore Empire uh, was here a hundred thousand years ago. So that means he's falling short of some hundred thousand or millions of years ago here in the Americas. Right. So, but although he is still. Uh, some of this information is still, I, I would say, accurate, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, to a certain extent, because he only goes far. I mean, farther he goes to a little over 50,000 years ago. And we were here a right. whole lot longer than that. Like you said, 
right. they found in the, in the book of uh, forbidden archaeology by Michael Cremo, uh, they found a, a footprint over 200 million years ago here in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I'm at. Footprints. <laughs> That's so, right. That's right. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, there has to be, you know, his, he needs to do, he needs to do more little research, but it's still a good book. Mm-hmm. Well, see, he was trying to stay within the confines of the academia. Mm-hmm. See, I don't care about that because I'm not working in academia in that particular field as being a professor. So he has to stay within that realm because of his field. Being that I have a doctrine in metaphysics means that I can go any and everywhere with this information. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and a um, doctorate of metaphysics or a doctrine is, is is equivalent to a PhD, which is a philosopher degree. You know, especially since I'm in the field of metaphysics, means that first we got to explain the physical before you can get to the metaphysics. So metaphysics, in a in a sense, um, encompasses all information, and that's why we try to bring it to you like this because we want you to get. A full, um, a full uh, a synopsis, a full, some, a better summary of what has taken place. You know, this is why we give you the date so that you can start putting together your own timeline. There's another book called by Nasir Ali, which is called The Paleo American, a primer on ancient American um, history. Another good book. And he says this, the Paleo-Americans is the first homo sapiens to inhibit, I mean, inhabit the Americas, predating the Culver's, um, the, um, the Culver's um, culture. The, pre- te- the prefix paleo means ancient in Greek. Or another way of saying Paleo-Americans would be ancient Americans. For over 30 years, scientists have known um, that the Paleo-American predated the Covis. One of the oldest pre-American ancestors dated back approximately 11,500 years before present. All right? At an archaeological site in Logoa, Santa Brazil, a female Paleo-American remains was, under, was uncovered in 1974. 1970, looked like 1973. Let me see. It's been 1975. Yep, 1975. Being one of the oldest ancient American identities, she is called Lucia, light. Her remains are intact enough um, such that her face was reconstructed by Dr. Richard Nave from the University of Manchester. All right, so this shows you Okay? Who's it? And so Brother L was talking about um, who was living here 50,000 years ago. Well, by Colonel James um, Churchward, uh, he explains who was living here. Sculpture tab is recently discovered in Mexico, um, present startling evidence of the prehistoric civilization in the America's continent, founded by um, colonizers from the Lost motherland of Mu in the Pacific Ocean. 
Like we just made mention to you who were those people, right? Remember, Black United States Indians and Paleo-Americans. Since Paleo-Americans is a, classif- is a classification term given to the first people who entered and subsequently inhabited the American continent during the financial glacier, the final glacier episodes of the late um, Pleistocene period. They were known to be Black Polynesians and Australoids. But since those people are generally and by remains phenotypic, phenotype indistinguishably indistinguishable from the black people still in Africa, it makes African a possible direct source of Paleo-American also. Those people who term Native Americans are later Asian migrants to the Americas. Right? This group would include East Asian blacks such as the Asian and Joman, but perhaps most numer- numerously the mongrel-type people, and incredibly European-type albino, right? Right, so, we have Man, God, and Civilization, written by, um, um, let's go get the book, right? Um, John, um, George G. Jackson. In the book, he says, I have seen a statuette of a Negro in a archaeological collection of Mr. S, um, S. Um, Ernesto Franco in Cuatro, Ecuador. According to the opinion of local archaeologists, um, oh, it's been a long day. Um, okay, you're doing good, brother. It says, this statuette is at least 20,000 years old, and the Architonis black Races in America was either gradually mixed in with the Indian ones or became extinct. Actually, we did not never come distinct. He himself, George, um, George G. Jackson, was of that same um, lineage, right? There was no such 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 thing as we becoming extinct, all right? He says, but in very remote times, Negro and Negroy were numerous in the New World. Now, this is what he says in his book, Man, God, and Civilization. George, um, John, um, George G. Jackson ran with Dr. Ben, ran with John Henry Clark. Okay? So nobody was lying to you. They was telling you. You just had to go back and reread the books. There's more than 5 million indigenous um, Americans present when Columbus arrived. Okay? And we say even higher. Because between North America, Central America, and the adjoining islands, and into South America, we talk about more than 90 million so-called more that was already in these areas. Right? Here's another example. Name of America. So they tell you that they named America after America Vanspewski. You see, that's another lie. They, this is when they make up, this is when they start making up shit. See, they can't get too far away from the truth. So they got to remember the lie that they told. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so... 
So the most illustrious national name of America was therefore sacred to our people, written in the pictorial writings by a snake crossing a straight line and called Amaru, the great sun, which begins to mean anything sacred at the later period. And when our and when the American went nearer to any of the temples than the law permitted, the police would um, Amaruak, which means stop, don't do that. But this was the temples of their king, who was also the spiritual chief. And there was the name given to the southern um, continent, which first appeared in 1541 on the map of Gerard um, a subject of Charles V, by whom he was employed to make charts and a pupil of Erisuis, who he consulted. Right? It says, one cause of the various ways in which that the ancient name of America was written is that the natives who had no alphabet. Now, how could they write if they didn't have an alphabet, Brother L? You see the, you see the trignology? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pictogram, right, the pictograms, which is hieroglyphics, were their damn alphabet. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just don't want you to figure that out. Wow, yeah. I mean that's that's real that's real sick. So here they are writing but they had no alphabet. They wrote pictures for ideas and all the early nations did become the origin of our alphabet. So they didn't have an alphabet but they was the or they was the origin of our alphabet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only a abbreviated form of the original picture. When the Native American wrote the sacred word Amaru, he drew a line, and so did the Amarara um, for the name. And this was the sign for or land was America. Okay? So we go further. The, the illustrious national sacred name of the greatest portion of the southern um Continent included the part first discovered by Columbus was America. Okay. Come down. The Spanish colonists adapted the native name of America to designate that the first settlement on the mainland of the New World. But in those days, the rule of the orthography was undefined, and in addition to the numerous errors in printing, names were spelled in any way which the writer considered more, most appropriate. And hence, we have America not only written as Amaruka, or Americo, or America, it says uh, America. Now, America is where we get Morocco from, or Morocco. Now, Morocco and Morocco and Morocco and Morocco becomes Morocco. So, uh, Morocco is not the name that you're thinking of in Africa, per se, but they have a but there is a connective tie between the word Morocco and Morocco, which is America. This is said. All right here is another book, Ancient America, and it goes down. America is popularly su- um, supposed to have received this name, supposedly have received this name from the mariner of Maragos Vespucci. Although Albertico, which is Alberto, Vespucio, son of Antitio Vespucio, 
had the Italian salt immortality by christening the continent after himself, he surely would have honored his family by calling it Vespucia, just as Colombia is named after Christopher Columbus. In Central America, the word America, or uh, Americ, signifies Great Mountain, evoking Meru, where we get the name more from. The sacred mountain in the Hindu tradition said to be the center of seven continents. And ancient America was linked with India through the lost Lemuria. The early voyagers probably believed America to be the native word for the land itself, so they too would use it. Francisco's comrades, instead of Albertigo, would nickname him Amerigo. So here we go again with these people naming themselves after the land and then mistakenly be teach in history that it came from him, just like Africa. Just like we say, oh, Sibio Africanus, that, oh, we got the name Africa from Sibio's Africanus. That's not true. No. The term Africa was already utilized, as I showed in the last presentation. The word Afura and Ka was already on the walls of ancient Kemet. And this is according to E.A. Wallace Budge in his high, um, Egyptian hieroglyphics book. Volume 1. Right, so we have the same thing now with America Van Spusky. Okay? The book, The Return of the Serpents of Wisdom, by Maru. He says, Aru, or Aramu, Muru, the serpent Muru, one of the earliest immortal serpents from Mu to colonize America, was Aramu, Muru, or Amaru, Muru, right? Amaru, Muru, the American Moor. What that means, American Moor. The Serpent Maru. According to legend, monument, um, moments before Mu, final demise, the Serpent Mu, Maru, um, along with his consort, Arama Mara, boarded an aircraft and headed to South America with a cargo of sacred records and artifacts, including a huge golden sun disk. The mountain of South America, the Andes, resonated with the same yin vibration as their beloved move, and were thus considered stable or suitable for the preservation of the Lemurian culture. They were also home of the cities of um, Palatiti, one of the planetary headquarters of the Solar Brothers and organizations of Ramu Muru, and has been a high-ranking member of On Move. Now you go to another section, the Serpent Colonists of the Americans, right? Not like the way that David Icke is just talking about, but because we master the Kundalini energy. So here, uh, land again. This is what land being situated between both Atlantis and Lemuria made the Americans both a stepping stone and permanent designation for the serpent colonists traveling from both motherlands. Okay. Right? So it was also a favorite destination for extraterrestrial serpents um, arriving from Venus and other parts of the cosmos. According to the de- um, descendants of the early Lemurian record keepers, the Andes elders, the entire American landmass was anciently known as America, the land of the immortals or the land of the wise serpents. 
The title America is derived from the um Chris um um the curse the cursuin um Lemurian word amaru meaning snake or serpent. Right? That's the language of the Incas. And it's derived from the runa Sima, the primordial on the primal tongue spoken on Lemuria, and ends in the syllable ka, which denotes both serpent and wisdom. It also denotes land. Um, apparently echoing the recollection of the Andy elders, H.B. which is Madame Bavasky, maintains that the secret doctrine the Americas is referred to in the Hindu um, Puranas legends as Potola, Patala, the kingdom of the Nagas, serpents. All right? So, um, this is where we're going to end at here on tonight, Brother Al. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm getting tired of talking. Tongue tied. Uh, uh, I understand, brother. <laughs> All right, brother. Let's what you got? Up to again, to we come back again next Wednesday, rest ourselves up, and come back again, hit them some more with some, some of that good science we've been dropping on tonight. Right, right. <laughs> right. All right, what you got to say before we close out, brother Al? Well, you got yeah, brother. You said about the Nagas, yeah, the serpent people. Yeah, that's us. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I guess their head, you know, I guess their head's hurting right now, you know, but uh, we give them a break for next week, next Wednesday. But, uh, you know, right. uh, I hope a lot of people are listening tonight, uh, especially for those who, I don't know, it ain't going to do no good because they're being paid, so. I ain't going to say the agents, so they being paid, they ain't trying to listen. But anyway, I hope that a lot of people that have been listening to those agents are listening to us tonight. Right, right, right. I hope so. I hope they are listening. And, um, you know, um, hearing what we're saying, um, you know, I mean, yo, we're the Nagas. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just what it is. Uh, we're the Sagamores. We're the Nagas. You know, we, we're all of that and more. Ha-ha, you get it? All right, so that's how we want to leave you as we greeted you. And, of course, yo, we love y'all. And once again, yo, keep listening. Keep listening for y'all can learn and get this down packed because the more that you hear it, the more that you can expound on it. All right, so, you know, I mean, you either, you know, you either trapped or you want freedom. It's just that simple. Yeah. You know A-T-D. Above the dome. Trap of freedom. Family, tradition, heritage, the missing links, spiritual miracles, the awakening, the walking sphinx, the time to eat, food for thought, the metamagician. Holy rainwater flows off my altar, channel through the seasons, elevate the reasons, what's the purpose of life to the living, death to the conscious, at the end of days, clash of the titans, zombies running rampant, Christ in the pamper. Looking for a lamp, revving at the church, plugging in the amp, rock of the ages, son of the undead, vamping for more rage. I bleed red ink on the page, words and truth, no signature. Here's the blur from invisible literature, sitting at the dock of the bay with Otis, having rituals turn the lights off. He can get real quick, sir. Milk and pot mix, I'm in search for a fix. Walking backwards, looking forwards, patiently waiting. Don't ignore it, holding two fours like peace signs aimed at your boy.
to light, walk into flight, hawk eyesight, interdimensional terabytes, fuel for the journey, some late a fuel for the gurney, colored in the book of law, no need for attorney, I turn the page, feel the strip like a doctor coming out the cage, I'm the lion, fed grain, sticks and stones, no pain, a worker's only worth his gain, attempting to keep my inner sane, with lifestyle changes, highs and mountain plains, seven thoughts, Seven faults, no faults, who's to blame? It ain't the same, they take your name, I feel the sun. It ain't no fun if the homie can't have none. I see you run like who's fame lightning. It seems frightening, exciting. I go with streaming lightning. I'm the nigga loading at night. Peace. Peace. Peace, brother Al. All right, peace, brother Aline.